Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how we doing today? Yeah, buddy. Ready to break down this spring game. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And so we had to uh, bring in a friend who was on site for the spring game. It is our uh, returning champ, Jake Kokorowski Aww. from Badger Extra and Wisconsin State Journal. <laughs> Jake, thanks for joining us. And uh, thanks for having me back on. And let me just say, I was not outdoors. I was indoors, safely within the confines of the Varsity Club for whatever type of weather that was. Uh, for those approximate 10,000 fans that UW told us came, went through the gates, kudos to y'all for making the trek out there because that was weather that we we're, went from rain to snow to look like blizzard and then back to full sunshine. You're like, what? what's going on? Uh, you got all the seasons in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> two right, hours. Well, welcome to the air. Welcome air raid offense. Welcome to Wisconsin <laughs> Springs and likely falls and winters. So they're going to have to deal with it sooner or later. So before we break down the game, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it. They've got it over there at bet online MLB season in full swing NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Uh, there's a lot of cricket going on around the world, soccer, who knows, whatever your sport is, they've got it over there at betonline.ag. So head on over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, get a 50% welcome bonus with our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at betonline.ag, betonline, where the game starts. Uh, I want to start with the positives, Jake. I want to start with the positives coming out of the spring game. Uh, Ricardo Hallman, uh, he splashed last year, and this wasn't just a flash, this is just a giant thunderstorm of him dominating on the defensive side of the ball. He is my highlight. Uh, what did you What did you think? And what were some other highlights for you, at least on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I think you, you kick off right off with Ricardo Hallman. I, we wrote about him at Badger Extra uh, in the Wisconsin State Journal on Friday talking about, you know, I mean, he had a rough game. Remember last year against Michigan State, there's a pass, pass interference. He basically gave up three touchdowns. Can't, comes back, didn't really play much the rest of the regular season defensively. And then he starts in the, in the bowl game and, but now you start seeing him utilize his ball hawking skills within this defense. And for those that don't remember, he's a four-star recruit by rivals back for the yeah, vaunted 2021 class. This is a player that, you know, as a junior, according to UW's profile, had eight interceptions his junior season before the pandemic. And so you see him, you're, you saw what he's been able to, like some of it's just, you're in the right place at the right time. A couple of those interceptions were, you know, there's a overthrow. Hey, he's right there. He just has to go over to the side of the field with his vision. He makes the interception. Uh, CJ Williams on his last one should be an inter- a reception for a long pass. Goes through his hands. Again, right place at right time. And that's part of the thing of being a cornerback is, you know, if you find yourself in the right place, you know, if it's something like that happens, you're going to wind up with the ball in your hands. But this, the second one was the most impressive where 
he read the coverage from Tanner Mordecai and it was like a fourth down play. I was rewatching some of that spring game on, on replay and, you know, he read the quarter, he ran Mordecai very well, turns back around and, you know, blankets Chimray DK very, puts him in position for the ball where he can make the, you know, he looked like the receiver more than Chimray DK did. He comes up with a one-handed catch. Uh, and so uh, you, not just that, that was three interceptions. He's had six in the last two practices. And he's been a consistent playmaker throughout the spring. And Luke Fickle talked about him uh, as one of the most consistent players on the defense. And they, you know, I know it's been, it was on the broadcast and uh, for the spring game on BTM, but other places, uh, you know, you know, we talked to Luke Fickle now a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that, you know, when you're consistently, they want guys that are consistently good because then they can become consistently very good and consistently great. You know, there's this progression and you've seen him. And again, it's just the spring. And I will, I also say with, you know, Phil Longo on like Wilde and Tosh uh, on ESPN Wisconsin mentioned that there's going to be like a simple fight, you know, they, they weren't going to like show everything, but essentially he assinuated, right? But you have to see what you've seen from Ricardo Hallman has been, lights out this entire spring. And I think, you know, with a cornerback group that is very inexperienced overall as a group, you have two sixth year players and Alexander Smith and Jason Matry, uh, who, by the way, in the slot, Matry has been very, very good uh, throughout these 13, uh, first 13 practices. And you have Alexander Smith, who's lo- he still looks very good too, but there's not a lot of depth behind those three that have the most game experience uh, in that position group, but he's locked down that position where, you know, you're, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about transfer portal and like what would be potential areas to look at coming up and the offers that they've put out show that they're looking at that group for to shore up some depth. It, it feels like, but you're also seeing him establish himself as a good, you know, as more than serviceable, you know, a good cornerback. And we'll see how that translates going forward. Um, a couple other quick things with that. I think the defense just, they had ten, at least 10 sacks against the offense. Uh, and it wasn't just all second or third teamers. There's first team sacks in there. So all three units were getting by. And it, I think what's interesting too, about that all is, it came from various groups. There are some defensive line sacks, you know, Gio Piaz, Rodas Johnson came through with the, you know, second team in the first team there outside linebacker group, uh, this, you know, second team, Caden Johnson came free. You know, you had some uh, others with the third team, like Jordan Mayer, uh, but you, the inside linebackers, Jordan Turner had, I counted at least two for him. You had Muma. I think Muma came in for one of them, Jake Cheney, uh, even like Garrison Soliday, the, the walk on inside linebacker made. So like it, you're looking at uh, with, the, the, you've seen the various schemes that, that are different now compared to what you saw, which was basically a base three, four and, and a kind of a two, four, five nickel look from Jim Leonard's previous, pro, you know, ski, you know, scheme uh, since 2017. But now, uh, you know, you're seeing just how they're varying up techniques, alignments, uh, and you're seeing the players buy in because you're starting to see this generation of pressure and for as good as the offense has looked at times this spring, which it has, uh, you know, the, that I would say that offense, just how uh, not great it looked like with the turnovers. I I will still call that an outlier compared to the rest of the spring, but this defense is coming along. I would say very well. I was one let's preface this. It's a spring game, right? With completely new everything. So, you know, like I, I watched it and I was like, man, the offense doesn't look so good. But then I also thought back to every single time I played. and I was like, dude, we're doing you do random things. You try to put a lot on the on the board so you can watch film and get it on there. 
You have a lot of new players and that's being in a system for 10 years, you know, 20 right. years was already. So you're talking about like how many practices did these guys get like 13, yeah, right? 13 right now that their 14th is uh Tuesday. So yeah. So you're talking about like 13 practice to learn an air raid offense coming off of like what we did last year and having two different c- coaches and like, dude. So I think the defense was, was great. I loved what I saw. I thought, Tressel was was big in that. I thought he, you know, it looks like he got the guys ready to go. Um, and and I also would, have, you know, you always expect the defense to be a little bit ahead. I loved what I saw from the front five. I thought it was exciting. They were making, they were getting pressure with five dudes, four dudes. Um, Jordan Turner was going back and forth. What's his, how do you say 55's name? I love him. Muma Jangmeta. Oh, I love him. Muma was great. He was all yeah. over the place. Um, so it's exciting to see these guys take this big step, like you were mentioning. And then obviously, you know, we couldn't get the pass going, which is uh, which is good for our DBs, right? Like I think that's a huge, a huge. That was the group that we needed the biggest step on defense to me to make, right? Um, so there's one I other DB with, I want to quickly highlight. I thought Hunter Wolder was out. Yeah, he's always great. The entire though. time, I felt like he had 60 tackles. Like he, yeah, it felt like awesome. he was everywhere, and I like the way that they're moving him around a lot because we saw at the end of last year he can play in the box, like he can genuinely line up as an outside linebacker and rush the passer. We saw that in the bowl game, right? I think he had at least one sack um, in the bowl game, at least late in the season, um, coming from like an outside linebacker position. He's a guy that I'm very excited to see how Trussell's going to util- utilize in this defense. Right. And he's just, he, he's flying around. Like you see him like in like Colton Bartholomew, my tag, I call him my tag team partner on the Wisconsin football beat. We haven't challenged for the tag team title supremacy yet on uh, the Wisconsin sports beat overall, but we should, uh, we need to get Jim Polzin as our manager. That's a pro wrestling reference. Sorry guys. But you have a guy like, <laughs> uh, essentially you're seeing him like, you know, he talked about this dollar position where it's like a hybrid type of role where it's a, you know, a traditional safety with, bit of an outside, you know, an off ball linebacker look, and you're seeing him just fly over. And he, we, we all knew that when Hunter Wooler committed back in December of 2019, that it was a huge get for Wisconsin because of, you know, four-star talent. You saw it on the field when he was at Muskego. And now you're, you know, and obviously last year, he probably could have had a big, he would have had a huge year, in my opinion, if not for that leg injury that he suffered during the season opener that cost him until he got back on the Maryland game in November. This is a you know kid that you can see that they identify that talent where he could play multiple positions and, and disrupt. And I'm in again. This is still early on. So what what else what are they going to do with him down the road? Uh, I think he's going to be huge. And I mean, he was making plays on. I mean, I called it out in one of our observations after the practice. Like you know, he's meeting Braylon Hallen and Bowie as a former roommate, and just you know, giving a little tap, if you will, and how he's you know he chases them down. And I thought Braylon Allen, by the way, if you're looking for offensive highlights, Braylon looked ex- extremely solid. The run game for the, the first team offense looked very good. I th- felt between hit them and uh, you know Allen and Chaz Malusi, you know you're gonna you know you have linemen that are known to you know run block. Allen looked, I thought, very good, you know, in the time that he was on the field uh, and the line was opening up holes there, which once you get that passing game going, it could be pretty lethal and hard to stop. Uh, but back to Wolder, I thought he, you know, again, a kid that we all thought that could be special within a Wisconsin defense. And this is just another way that they've, they're utilizing him. 
Dude, all right, let's let's switch over because we already have mo- almost halfway, and I don't really care about talking about the defense. They're always ahead in the spring game, and we everyone always knows that, and everyone freaks out that the offense is not where it should be. I want to just reiterate, we're at 13 practices right. in a brand new scheme that is going to take time. Now, here's what I, I would I would agree, Jake. I thought Braylon looked just physically looks amazing. And I think he's going to be, I think they're going to be killers in this offense. I think we're going to run the ball a lot because those guys are studs. Um, But I think mixing it in with like the run pass option, it's going to be killer for defenses to try to stop. I do want to say that on the spring game, what do you have? Like 50, 70 plays, maybe you're trying to do a lot of things to get it on film to talk about. So you're not scheming to win. You're not, you know, this isn't like Buffalo. We're not having a game plan. So, Jake, off of that, because I remember doing like, we would do this fullback dive. It wasn't even a dive. It was like an uh, off-tackle play. We did it like three different times. We didn't never did it in a game. <laughs> so, like, you're doing things in the spring game to see what it looks like, to get a feel if it's right or wrong, to get a feel for dudes, looking at guys. You only had... 12, 13, this is 12 before the spring game. So you had 13 opportunities to get this look. Jake, off of what you saw, yeah. let's just, we're talking offense. You know, it, it wasn't pretty, but I don't think it's the end-all be-all. I mean, it's we not. still have so much more time to Buffalo. Right. There's uh, And that's one thing that we, you know, even after the game, you know, we do a post-game video and like Colton and Jim both said, like, this is not something you should freak out about. You know, it, it was not a great outing for Tanner Mordecai. You know, there's one one bad throw. Like, his first interception, not a great throw. Uh, pretty easy for Kamoy Latu to just roam over, range over, pick it off, uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, and, you know, it's just, and then he was just, a, you know, obviously we talked about CJ Williams dropping what would have been a long, deep reception there too. But it, it you know, it's some, one thing too, where, like I said, I think it was, um, if I didn't, if I heard it right, you know, when I, Phil Long goes on Wilde and Tosh, he said like, I mean, there, by the way, you, y'all didn't have this broadcasted, right? Y'all didn't have the spring game broadcasted live, you know, or live on BTN plus, or then tape delayed like an hour or two later afterwards. So you're also putting stuff on film, not just for yourselves, but you're also showing it off to everybody else. You know, like that, that's, that's watching. That could be your foes coming up like Buffalo or Ohio state that comes into camp Randall stadium too. And I think Phil Longo mentioned that they're going to keep it simplified or something. You use some sort of language where you're not going to see everything, but you're still going to see what Wisconsin's going to you know try to do. You saw the sped up tempo. So if you're looking for positives, the tempo and the speed, the run game look good there. And you remember in North Carolina too, you know, they utilized two backs that one year. I don't, I forget the running back's name. So I apologize on that, but you saw them be able to like Phil Longo's utilized personnel, which is a sign of a great coordinator, the strengths of those players, you know, the players that they have and it suits them to the offense. And they had like, you know, dynamic backfield a couple of years back at, at you know, in Chapel Hill, Devontae and, Williams and Michael Carter. Exactly. Thank you. So you have those two guys uh, and you have Chesma Lucy and Braylon Allen that way. So you, you know, that's going to be, it's in, you can't take away a staple of like the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin run game is a Wisconsin run game. And you have, you know, big guys up front now that, you know, <laughs> that are going to, they have that road grader type philosophy and they're going to, and they have pass blocking that they, they they'll get that down too. But, uh, it is, you know, like I said, from what I took away from it too, you have that tempo. You can see how 
the short passes can complement. They turn into pseudo runs. You know, the the swing passes to Skylar Bell. And this is stuff that, again, we didn't see, uh, you know, some of the stuff we've seen in practice isn't necessarily, you know, what y'all saw either. So, like, you know, the way that they can utilize slot receivers in motion, how they can utilize, you know, we didn't see much of Will Pauling. Will Pauling, you know, I, I would say you didn't see much many highlights from Will Pauling in the spring game. But Will Pauling, the Cincinnati transfer, has been a revelation during the other 12 practices. It seems like every day he's doing something, whether it's second team, first team, and getting open. Um, and, you know, I will say too, you know, I think you, you saw depth of Wisconsin's wide receivers stand out a little bit more. You, yeah. You know, we, we saw CJ Williams, Chimray DK and Will Pauling, you know, be the first ones up, but Skylar Bell got a lot of first team reps. I think him and I've said this on our podcast for Badger extra, there's a dynamic one, two punch with those guys in the slot. And if you somehow get 10 personnel, where just one running back, no tight ends and four wideouts, get them both in the slot. Let's see, or they bunch them. There's things that they could do that could be you know, it's things that Wisconsin fans haven't seen in a very long time, if at all, if at any time, you know, but then you also have Vinny Anthony who looked, I thought very good during uh, the spring game. And he's also showed up the past uh, few practices and he's coming along. Tommy McIntosh, I thought was one of the standouts, a, a six, five wide receiver, a redshirt freshman, a tall target. Um, and so, you know, and you're seeing Quincy Burroughs, like, so, you, you know, they're, they're talking about getting and Chris six, Brooks before he got injured was outstanding right. in practice. Yeah. He looked good. The first, you know, you know, a few practices before, uh, you know, the, the leg injury that's now kept them out for the, you know, it looks like, you know, I know they, I think they technically call them extremely limited for the rest of the spring, but I'd be surprised, you know, based off of what we've seen, I don't know if we'll see him Tuesday or Thursday, but he, you know, look good. And then we haven't even talked about Bryson green where, you know, he's, he didn't suit up for the spring game at all, but we've seen him run, do some independent position drills. So there's a lot to like, I think with this offense and yeah, it's just one practice and, you know, it was one glorified practice, but, and you didn't see necessarily the best, uh, you know, obviously five interceptions, you don't want that and you don't want the protection stuff with 10, you know, 10 sacks, but you also, there are some positives there that again, we haven't, I don't know if we've seen this type of depth where you could possibly have eight to 10 guys that could be game ready down the road. Believe in Badgers is excited to be brought to you by Infinigods. Infinigods is a gaming studio with a suite of free, fun to play games centered around ancient mythologies and civilizations. Visit infinigods.com to play their first game, Infinimerge, and learn about their upcoming tower defense game. Play for fun or play to compete and take your shot at winning digital collectibles. That's Infinigods at Infinigods.com, unleashing the power of blockchain games. So the one position group that I had probably the biggest question mark about on the offensive side of the ball coming in was the tight end room. Because especially with the injury, like Clay Cundiff, Cam Large, like you really didn't know what you were going to get. I thought thought Rucci and Pugh both uh, stood out. And then... Out of nowhere, Angel Tombs. Who the frick is Angel Tombs? Where did he come from? And like, I am intrigued. So uh, yeah. talk to me a little bit about that. Um, but I was actually very, very pleasantly surprised with what I saw from the tight ends. Right. So and that's and that's going to be, we're talking to them later this week. It's one of the questions that I, I'm going to have for Nate Letton, the, the tight ends coach, is just how are they going to utilize this group with the strengths of that? Clay Cundiff... Before that injury against Ohio State, especially the first two weeks of the season, 
looked like Graham Mertz's go-to target. He looked sharp. Uh, you know, he was able to run after the catch, kind of like was the Jake Ferguson light, if you will, where he could do everything, a little bit of everything, but he was a very good pass catcher. You know, and obviously he didn't suit up. You know, he's done, it seems at times he's gone through independent position drills at times uh, during the spring. Uh, but you also, you talked about it. Like we saw Jack Pugh and Riley Nowakowski both get first team reps. And that's someone else we, you know, uh, a walk, you know, walk on like Nowakowski from Milwaukee Marquette. Former outside linebacker has transitioned. He was a fullback last year, but he was, you know, also working with the tight ends last spring because of depth issues. Uh, but you're seeing him get first team reps. And it's been a lot of Pew and Nowakowski as like a first team tandem. And then second team talk about Hayden Rucci, who's you know primarily known as a blocker. But y'all, if people don't remember, back at Warwick High School in Lati- you know, in, in in Pennsylvania. He was a pass catcher and he could run out and get a lot of you know yards after catch. That yak variable is there. And you saw him with a nice touchdown catch with Braden Locke uh in that first drive. And you know, I think they could utilize him. Like I've talked about the Xander Neville type comparison of a blocking tight end that can go out and roll out. And you saw a little bit of in last year where they did some mesh concepts within Bobby Ingram's type of offense where he could make receptions. He had that touchdown catch in the bowl game. So the, the next steps are, you know, like kind of seeing what they're going to, how they're going to use these tight ends. Uh, you know, Jack Eschenbach got into and whatnot, and he's still, you know, very serviceable at the very least in terms of making catches, you know, he was there mostly with the second team. And you mentioned Angel Toombs, who's a, you know, a walk on true freshman, you know, that, you know, again, from the Milwaukee area who, you know, it does stand out in my eyes where, you know, he, you know, he's been able, he's been getting in with the reserves, you know, along with uh, JTC Greaves, uh, you know, one of the tight ends from the, the 2022 class. Yep. So you have, yeah. So you have the, those guys, you know, it, it's been a pleasant surprise to see those guys work along. I think Pew, you know, it, it might be in my eyes, like the, he's the one that see, has a lot of, I think with what Phil Longo would want to do in terms of getting down field, like he in the seam, like he's a big body at six five. UW lists him at two thirty three on their spring roster, but I saw online that he said two fifty two. So if he's up to, he looks like he's two fifty. So he looks like he's put on the weight at six five and can still run well. And he's gotten open during during these practices uh, and whatnot. So I think he could be someone that could really make an impact within this offense. You know, we'll see if the swap ends. I think Cundiff can do this can do the same thing, but I think that room is a lot better off than I think what people may have thought. Uh, and then also you have the future is looking bright when you have someone like a Grant Steck uh, down from in Illinois and you have Rob Booker from Moana Key, uh, Rob Booker II, I should say. Uh, both those players are, you know, coming in for the class. So we'll see just how much it changes. But with the personnel that they have, I think they're going to be able to run the ball and utilize those guys, especially like goal line, like a goal, like 12 personnel out of the shotgun with the air raid, have someone like a Rucci and someone else, you know, like a Pew or Eschenbach or whatnot and, and utilize those guys as blockers and pseudo fullbacks, if you will, or just blocking tight ends. But you're also going to be able to see them go out and make catches They're, I mean, Hayden Rucci you know, bigger tight end is splitting out at practices, right? We saw that during the spring game. He's splitting far out wide now compared to being just an inline type tight end. That's what they're asking these tight ends to do, you know, is to not just be those hand in the ground players. They're, they're doing more. And I think they've, they've looked good, you know, for the most part this spring and we'll just see how they continue. Like what's how, Longo and Letton and what, what will be asked to them, how their roles expand heading into like August when fall camp arrives. So, so Jake, let me ask you a question. 
Okay. Not based just off the spring game. Right. Based off of all of spring, what group do you think needs the most work still today? Uh, that's, you know, I would say besides specialists right now in terms of, because we, and I think that's the only reason why I say specialists right now. Because they went one for five kicking field goals? Yeah, one for four, one for five. I was trying to figure out what it was. Like spring game again. It's just a spring game. Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, watching those guys, I think we haven't really seen a lot of special teams. So I think that's one area where I want to still see a little bit more going on. You know, Nate Venzelst overall has looked good. So has Nathaniel Vakos. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I apologize, Nathaniel, if that's not the case. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, Vakos has the leg and you saw him, you know, and we've seen him connect deeper, you know, Venzelst. You know, is still, you know, he was 11 to 14 last season. He came up and he, you know, with Vito Calvaruso hurt, he showed up very nicely last year. Like, Matt, you were along some, alongside some walk on kickers that stood up, uh, that, that, you know, that, that stood out and like stepped up when they needed to during your time in Madison. So, uh, you know, Van Zels was just another one of those players last season. Um, but, you know, I think with, with going through all the position groups, Two, uh, I think one area that's going to be interesting to watch is just the defensive line in terms of, and I don't necessarily think it's going to be, it's an area where they're like, oh, these guys really need to step up because like what they're being asked of, there's only having two defensive linemen from what we've seen, unless they go to like a goal line situation, then they'll bring in three down linemen. But, you know, I, you know, we have, we've seen. Rodas Johnson, we've seen either Isaiah Mullins or James Thompson Jr. You have Gio Pius. So I feel like those are the top four. Uh, you know, I'm wondering how Darian Varner, like, you know, because he's been out this entire spring, the Temple transfer, how he steps up in that into that group. Uh, Isaac Townsend, you know, who Ross Kalaji last year praised his athleticism, but he talked about trying to get him more in the, you know, playbook and whatnot. You know, if it wasn't for injuries, you know, this guy's a former outside linebacker from Morgan. Can he, you know, find ways to get involved? And then you have, you know, Caden McDonald, uh, you know, you have uh, Ben Barton, uh, Kurt Neal, who, I, you know, I, I was very high on last year, uh, and others, just who steps up to fill in further depth because, you know, it's going to be that way where injuries always pop up, though, who's going to else is going to step up uh, within that group. But, you know, I've, I guess I can say I've been, you know, someone that's covered the program now going on almost 10 years. Like, I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of these groups where, um, you know, seeing players starting to emerge more and more throughout the spring, uh, you know, I think Wisconsin's in pretty good hands overall. I think maybe one more thing will just be cornerbacks in terms of seeing how that defense, that, that second team group, you, y'all saw it on Saturday. It was two true freshmen, Jace Arnold, and he also had, uh, so, um, Duclona. Duclona, yeah, uh, as the cornerbacks and Duclona had a good game. I was going to say Duclona has been really, I'm very impressed with him. I think right. he, he's also got the size already. He, he, right. he stands out. He does, you know, he's saying, and it's one thing too, where you see like, you know, I even talked about it during, you know, my observations on Saturday, there's some ebbs and flows. He had a pass interference call. Uh, he was beat on a play, but he also like with those and he got beat for that. Uh, he made a, made a great pass breakup in the end zone, but he got beat by J- Quincy Burroughs, but he recovered quickly and he broke up that t- a would be touchdown pass. And then he had that interception, uh, which was a great read on that Nick, Nick, Nick Everest throw. So, 
you're seeing that, but like, how does that group continue to work in? You have Avion Jones, you have a Corey Lied, two redshirt freshmen uh, that you know the previous staff were high on as well. You have, you know, how is that slot on the inside going to look more? You know, we haven't seen Max Lofi because he's been out the entire spring. How does he factor in? Uh, so I think behind that first team cornerback group, you know, and I'd watch on for me coming in, going into the next summer is just how is this group, you know, going to continue to grow, especially with seeing so many type of spread offenses where you're, you know, and this, what they've shown throughout this spring, they're going a lot to that, those nickel or five or six defensive back packages. So moving, so moving on now, right. And, and I still want to make sure that everyone's aware the spring game is get a lot of guys reps. So it's not like it's not like the fall where you have your top two teams and they're not really rotating as many guys. So like maybe Tanner Mordecai is the guy he gets a lot of reps, whereas you have six different quarterbacks getting reps. Right. So I want to just preface the spring game and the spring practice with you getting a lot of guys on the field to get a feel for them. Jake, what happens moving forward? What, what What's the thought going at the fall? What is the. You know, the practice thought, like we're going to lock down. These two guys are our top two. You don't really rotate a lot of guys in, you know, threes, fours, fives. Um, So just give me like your overall, like where the progression, I guess, of the offense is what I'm asking moving forward. Because for me, just off the spring game and last year, the O-line, I think, needs to step up a little bit more. And I think our quarterback played just off of watching one practice. So I'm, I'm very tunnel visioned. Right. Could be a little bit better, right? Just just off of watching the spring game. So right. tell me what happens from here moving forward. So I think with the offense, you know, and I know Phil Longo talked about it again, like on radio, where he said, you know, Tanner Mordecai has gotten the reps where he thinks that, you know, he's kind of the first team quarterback. And then Braden Locke's done, I think he said enough to like, you know, he's kind of been the number two quarterback, right? And I think y'all saw it during the spring game. Number one was Mordecai, number two was Locke. Mm-hmm. who's behind them. Number three, you know, Marshall Hall right now, I would say is number three, uh, the, you know, the, the walk on uh, quarterback from California who, you know, he, you know, who's looked, I would say sharp overall. And he had a great strike to Vinny Anthony. The second was it last Saturday or was it Saturday before or that Tuesday before I think it might've been that last Tuesday, but my days are just shot right now. Y'all I apologize. Uh, I don't even know. Like I'm barely, I was very happy to re- remember that I was, y'all invited me on the show. So I was like, <laughs> I, had a, I had a calendar. Well, um, you know what? At least they're keeping you busy. Now you didn't used to be able to see all the practices. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, we're very thankful that we've been able to watch every practice so I can go on here and sound somewhat competent. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and me, not at all. So it's perfect. <laughs> that's why we had to get you on. Well, I appreciate that. No, I mean, you're looking at this, like with the the offense, I, you know, I think the offensive line, I think one of the major things is that in terms of getting better is that you don't have Jake Renfro healthy at the moment. And he, you know, Cincinnati transfer was the starting center in the first team until his injury. And, you know, and he's again, one of those players that they talk call extremely limited, limited for the rest of spring ball. I, you know, I don't think he's going to get back on the field. He's been working on the sides uh, in terms of kind of, you know, I don't know if you want to call it the rehab group or whatnot, but again, he's a, if there's a player that was a, it's going to be one of those transfers that, you know, this team goes far this season. I think you're going to look back and say this Jake Renfro was a key piece because, you know, you had to replace someone that's going to be a probably what a day two pick and Joe Tipman. 
you know, who, you know, athletic, versatile, big guy, you know, Renfro's a little bit smaller, but I, you know, he's got, he knows Mike Brown and, you know, Luke fickle and others within this, you know, so he kind of a guy that knows the previous staff, but he also knows how to play center. He's an all AAC uh, player back in 2021. He, you know, I think when they have that, then you can see Tanner Borgolini work on either guard spots. Um, you know, I know you think he was working at left guard before the injury. I, I think that's going to help sure up a lot of things. Uh, I will say, I think Springs helped like someone like a Joe Huber, another Cincinnati transfer where he's been getting work as the second team center, first team left guard. He worked some right guard earlier in practices. Uh, you know, and Jack Bicknell Jr. They talked about you know earlier in spring about the the depth that they have, and we'll just see. Like, obviously, you're learning like a new line. You know, you're it's a new scheme and what they're trying to do too. So it's you know, this, if there's a time to screw up or not look great, this is the time. You know, because Wait, Jake, I, I, yeah, I, listen, I totally agree with you. You first off, you're talking about a pace that is times seven the pace of before. Right. So these guys are more tired, so they have to think while they're exhausted. Right, and it's not easy as a lineman. Things happen very quickly. And you're seeing a lot of new stuff from our guys. A lot of there was a lot of blitzes, a lot of um, delayed blitzes, a lot of um, uh, what are they when they cross? I'm blanking. Like mesh or stunts? Stunts. So a lot of stunts. Yeah. At least that's what I thought. A lot of line stunts and some linebacker um, lineman stunts. You're asking these guys to do a lot in a short t- period of time. So I, I, right. I'm still, I still think they need to improve. Obviously, you can't right. give up yeah. ten sacks in a game. Right. Absolutely. Um, I and, do want to make rushes. one. Quick note on the line. Uh, my bold prediction for 2023 is that Joe Brunner will be starting at some point in the season. I mean, he's, I think, yeah, he's, he's getting, looked, he looked awesome. I think he's looked, yeah. and from everything that I've heard, he's very good this spring. Right. He is someone that's been predominantly getting the the second, second team, team reps at left at left guard oh, yeah. uh, from what we've seen yet. Uh, but yeah, former four star kid. Obviously, that he was a class of 20, uh, 2022. And I think he's going to be a special player at UW. I think Nolan Rucci, I think overall has looked really good too. So I think there's going to be players that I think I know that they talked about potential rotation. I think Jack Becknell talked about that too. So, I mean, that's going to be something where I think in terms of progression, what you're asking with this offense, it's going to be like, okay, come in fall camp. Who are the guys that are going to be game ready? And who are the guys can, can, you know, like, will Jack Nelson need to take, you know, at left tackle who's looked, you know, Colton's talked about him uh, in our podcast last week about how he's been kind of a brick, you know, he's been a brick wall and he's been very good this spring, you know, but you know, if he needs a breather, you know, Nolan Rucci, I think has looked very sharp too. Can, you know, can he, will he be game ready where they can, they're going at that quick pace, pop, 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 play after play. Hey, can Rucci go in for a series or so? And can they figure out stuff there? Um, you're looking at that line. I think, you know, figuring out who is game ready uh, will be big uh, in terms of running back spots. I think you have your top two, you know, with Allen and Malusi, obviously who's going to be a third guy is going to be like in terms of progression. Now, like Katie Akamele, I think is the perfect compliment right now to Allen uh, and the Malusi who guys like run hard that can run inside Yakamele, you know, he's had, you know, you get him out in the flats with a pass his ability to make yards after, you know, the yards after the yak, the yak possibilities are endless with him. Uh, Jackson acre has, you know, he's been with, you know, he didn't practice on Saturday. He's had a yellow known contact Jersey. He's done some like seven on seven work here and there recently. Uh, again, a, a total athlete that, you know, he was a fullback last year, but you know, running back the year before, like, how are they going to utilize him? And, you know, and he's a bigger back like Braylon Allen. How do they fit him within the offense, which I think he can do a lot. 
uh, within that scheme. And, you know, we'll see just, you know, you know, again, those are just two of the guys within that running back group, but who else is going to be the part of, you know, who's also going to be part, uh, you know, the, of that rotation. If they have one wide receivers, I think you're, you, you find out, you know, you know that you have at least a two deep, uh, I just want to see like what Bryson, where, where they put Bryson green first and foremost on the field. And two, how does he work his way into reps when you have, you found guys that like, again, at least six or seven, eight guys that I think have made very good progress this spring. And you know, how does that carry over in the spring ball and tight ends? We already talked about that too, where, you know, I think there are guys that they're going to be able to use these guys. How does Clay Cundiff then uh, reinsert himself after coming back as well? Right. The depth is what's exciting. I think coming out of, out of spring is that you're going to have this fast pace off. And it was fast. I mean, you're talking about, they didn't stop for a second. You know, they didn't even right. care that these plays weren't working. Some of them, they're just into the next one. I love that. You're going to need guys. You can't have four wide receivers. You're going to need six to eight. Right. You can't have one running back. You're going to need three or four. These guys do just need a break. Um, I do want to say one thing just off of pass protection. It took right. me literally like a year and a half to understand the pass protection on a basic offense. So think right. about what five, and there's only six guys. We had tight ends. You know, you had a lot more dudes who could block in the game. So if this, so I just want everyone to think about that, right? It's not easy when you're five guys on five with a back, you have to know who you, you all have to be very confident about who you have. And if you're not, it, it breaks down. And I think that's kind of where we were. And I think the film is more important than anything Right. coming out of the spring is that you can watch that spring game and go, guys, I, you, you're, you're seeing it. You're just seeing it late. Here's what it looks like. Get a feel for that. Um, so I think there's a lot of coaching points and the film is huge. Right. And on top of that, I mean, when the running back, like when you're seeing them go 11 personnel, again, three wide receiver sets, tight end may be split out. Sometimes the tight end may be more in line. But if they're spread out, like you only have six guys. And if the running back's there, if you spread out, if you split out the, you know, we've seen empty sets before with within this offense now during spring. And you, you saw, I think you saw it like once or two, at least once, I think during the spring game. Yeah. You, you empty backfield. Well, then you're, you got five, y'all got, you know, you, there's five guys and if they complicate things. Well, the quarterback's got to get it out fast and, you know, make the right reads quick. And if it's not there, you know, it, it can make a very long day. So, and, but you're seeing what Mike Trestle's doing on defense, but like you mentioned as a running backs, you know, as running backs, like it's a, yeah, trying to like communicate with the offensive line, trying to figure out where this is coming through and making those plays. It's it, like I said, it, Saturday was rough on the offense overall, but you did see some bright spots, and it is just one practice. Like and like we we've you know, I promise you, there's been progress within this offense based off of what we've seen through 13 practices so far. So I think there's still a lot of positive with this offense. I think fans. Should be excited. Yeah, you know, I think fans should still be excited. We're not blowing smoke up, y'all. I promise you that. <laughs> and there's so much work these dudes are going to do on, on their own to to one grow as like teammates and friends. You know, they've had a couple months together, and then to grow. You know, these guys are going to throw footballs all all summer by themselves, so they're going to get to know each other and how they move and interact. I, I, I'm really positive on the offense. I liked what I saw. I think um, it's only going to get better and better. And that's, and, and that's what it is. You go from like, let's say getting a thousand reps in 13, 14 practices to getting 10,000 reps at fall camp. So just the, the amount is huge. And then you build up to that point and I know they're going to be strong. They're going to be physical and now they know the tempo. So they're going to be conditioned. And I think that's a big part of this offense is the conditioning 
Because when you're tired, it's hard to react to things. Like we oh, all know that when I'm tired, I don't want to even get out of bed. So imagine having a blitzing linebacker coming at you. Like you're not stepping up. You are, but you might be a little late. And that's what the defense is relying on. I mean, it took me at least seven <laughs> shots of pre-workout to make it onto the show this morning. So I mean, with three kids, <laughs> well, Jake, we, uh, we, we appreciate my hands you. right now. Y'all on the live feed. I am so sorry. Um, we appreciate you getting jacked up for the show. We're always jacked up for the show, <laughs> but we got to wrap it up here because uh, we've all got other stuff to do. Jake, where can the people find you online? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without the blue check mark now, uh, sadly, uh, RIP blue check mark uh, at Jake Coco K O C O Badger Extra at Badger Extra uh, and whatnot. And, you know, follow Colton Bartholomew, Jim Polzine, Todd uh, Molusky for hockey. He's been great with the hockey coverage. Uh, Michael McCleary, our new beat writer uh, for the men's basketball program. He's doing a great job and, and whatnot. He's got some great things coming up too. So, you know, it's, it, give us a shot to like, you know, uh, to like earn your business. Uh, I know I, you know, I know my old editor, John McNamara used to use that line a lot for Badger Blitz, but just give us a chance because, you know, we, we do have an expansive beat writing team on not just football. Uh, you know, we're there to like give you your, the full experience of Wisconsin athletics and covering it. And we do our best to report on it. I will say nobody does it better than Jake. I will say John does it equally to Jake. I have I cannot have biases between the <laughs> between the two people I'm most thankful for in Wisconsin media. I love John. Um, uh, I love John. John. John and Jake are literally the reason that I was even able to sort of sustain this podcast at first. So uh, I cannot thank you two guys enough. And it would be like choosing between like children. I can't do it. Choosing between no, parents. No, it's I okay. I wouldn't do it. want so I'm not you going to. Do it. to. So with that, that, uh, we're going to wrap it up here today on uh, Believe in Badgers podcast presented by betonline.ag. Thank you once again for tuning in. And until next time on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Jake's not a lot to say because he's a member of the media. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.